Well, praise the Lord. Welcome to incredible day two of the Morris Cirillo declaring war on the Devil's War School of Ministry. Don Mandel, Mark Masson are in the house. Mark, we were just before we went live today talking about the testimony that you received from somebody that is staying connected to this incredible school of ministry. Just yesterday, I got a phone from a precious brother from Ivory Coast, and he said, Mark, since I'm listening and watching to the online school of ministry, Facebook, YouTube, my life has been changed. But then he said, I used to do nightmares wow. when I went to bed, but since I'm watching the teaching of Dr. Serilo, I don't make any nightmare anymore in my life. He has been set free from fear. He has Hallelujah. been set free from nightmare. This teaching is alive Amen. and has power to change your life. You know, Don, I declare everybody that's watching, whatever nightmare it is that maybe the enemy has been trying to bring into your life, as Brother Srilo prayed yesterday, rebuke the devourer off of your family, off of your finances, whatever kind of a season of darkness and nightmare that you may have been going through, we can declare your nightmare is over. Joy comes in the morning. The word that the Lord spoke to Morris Cirillo when he took him into the heavens, he said, son, arise and shine for your light is come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. You know, I just declare that your reward, your impartation, your double portion is here in this Morris Cirillo School of Ministry. So many of you who have written just like our precious brother who reached out and shared this great testimony with Mark. Pastor Albert Taylan in the Philippines, you're seeing his picture right now. He said, there is a new anointing upon me to heal the sick, to cast out devils for spiritual warfare, deliverance, and I love this part, and to win souls because of the Morris Cirillo School of Ministry. Do you know that for over seven decades, Brother Srilla reminded us very important thing. This is not the work of a man, but this is the work of the Holy Spirit of the living God. And I love our brother Thomas Ocasio from the United States. You shared with us the impact of this school of ministry. You said, I came out of incarceration and rehab at the end of 2019. Then I began to connect with the Morris Cirillo School of Ministry. And he said, thank you. The Morris Cirillo School of Ministry is what's helping me get through my rehab, helping me to enter in to my new season. And then just one more I have to share, and then we wanna take you into the uh, message today. But I love this from Brian Rabin from Kenya. You see, because God is not just trying to get something to us, but then God is trying to get something through us. But you know what? He wants to do something greater for you before he does something greater through you. But listen to what happened to Brian. And this is where the school of ministry is taking us. He said, Dr. Cirillo taught me that I cannot reach the world from the pulpit or from inside of my church, that I must go out. You see, that's what's happening right now. God is healing you. God is doing something for you because he wants to use your life and your experience in a greater way. He said, I must go out. And he says, here I am. 
going out with friends. You're seeing this picture. I love this. The seven of them walking this trail in Kenya. And they say, here I am going out with friends into the villages. Don, you are probably the one that could pronounce this. The villages of Wabu Konye. Have you ever heard of that? Uh, anyway, uh, the villages of Wabu Konye, Kenya, to preach Christ. And this is what he said. That day that we went to preach Christ, 199 souls received Christ through street and door to door evangelism. And so Don, I'm so excited today before we connect with the message. This is what it's all about. Yeah, I'm so eager to get to the message. And I wanna commend all of you also who realize none of you are saying in your mind, I've already studied the declaring war and the devil's war last time around. These are truths. Just today, these reminders are helping uh, firm up my own spiritual life. So please, if you know anyone else who went through it last time, remind them, encourage them. This is preparation that it was even necessary for the Lord Jesus Christ himself in Luke 4.1 and there are things I could say, but I'm just too eager to get right to the teaching. Amen. Let's go. Well, I yeah. just want you to just go ahead, open your spirit wide. This is going to be a good portion of the Word of God today. I want to encourage you, invite somebody to watch with you, like Don was saying, use the comments section, but open your spirit wide as Brother Cirillo takes us, I believe, into another level today. In the mighty name of Jesus, we want to welcome our precious apostle, spiritual papa. Would you join me wherever you are in welcoming once again, God's servant, Dr. Morris Cirillo. One of the great strategies of the enemy is to turn you around. There are probably, and listen to God's servant, let it go deep this morning. There are probably more Christians that have changed their position in the last 18 months than maybe in the last 50 years put together. You say, Brother Sulok, what did we turn from. We turn from a spirit of aggressiveness to cautiousness. We turn from a spirit of offensiveness to a spirit of defensiveness. And the enemy has been very clever to use the circumstances of the church to put the church on the defensive. Now we're on the defensive with the IRS. Now we're on the defensive with this. Now we're on the defensive with the media. Now we're careful because we're concerned about what the press says. We're worrying about this and we're worrying about that and we're worrying about the other thing. We are not in a natural warfare. Nothing natural about the devil. Nothing natural about these things which we are seeing. What 
is the maneuver of the enemy. See, the strategy of that dirty devil is to discredit God. There are two things that people have. One is their character. The other is their integrity. And the devil's out to destroy the character of God and he's out to destroy the integrity of God. You have any idea what the character of God is? That's right. Shout it out, sir. That's right. That's what it's all about. The character of God is love. You know what the devil loves to say? He loves to say, if God is a God of love, why is your child sick? Come on. He loves to say, if God is a God of love, why is somebody in a wheelchair over there? He's after only one thing, to attack the character of God. He wants to hold it up and he uses the world and he uses the circumstances of the church to hold it up there. You and I know that a person's only as good as their word and if their word is no good, they're no good. Sure, what do you think the devil said? He said, it is written, it is written, it is written. How many times has the devil come to you and attacked the word of God and said to you, if this word was true, why did you lose your job? Come on. You gave $100 to the work of God last week. Now you can't make your own car paint. Now, come on. Do you want Brother Swillip to get down here where the rubber meets the road? Or would you rather I just stand up here and talk about a bunch of spiritual things that are up in the air that aren't going to help you when you walk out that door? The strength of your position is probably the most important thing when you enter into this arena to declare war on the devil's war. Some people think that when Jesus went into the wilderness, he went into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. No such thing. We're going to talk about it in just a few moments. Jesus went into the wilderness to prepare himself for the ministry that God had called him to where he would go on out and cast out devils and heal the sick and raise the dead. He went for prayer and fasting for preparation. What do you think the devil was there for? He tempted him. He tried him. 
But I've got news for you, brother. There were no surprise attacks. The devil didn't go into the wilderness to tempt Jesus and surprise him. Jesus was ready for it. <laughs> are like this simply because we're not ready. We are not prepared for the enemy. And we've got too many surprise attacks coming into your life. And you're not ready for them. That's why you have experiences like this. Because the enemy comes and he attacks you here and here. And brother, instead of you being able and ready and equipped to meet him, you go through this experience until you get weighed down and then you cry and you repent and you boo-hoo and you get a hold of God because you're already caught in defeat. And then you start trying to climb out of it, brother. And if you didn't learn anything from it, you're going to go down and do it all over again. <laughs> 2,000 years ago, the church of Jesus Christ was born. It was not born anemic. It was not born wishy-washy, powerless. Two thousand years ago, the Church of Jesus Christ was born. Don't take offense. It was not born through denominations. Don't take offense. I don't say that critically. It was not born through organization. years ago, the church of Jesus Christ was born through a unique characteristic. That unique characteristic gave the church divine capability. Divine capability. Did you know that there were 250 million people, that's all, that were alive on the face of the earth when Jesus Christ was here 2,000 years ago? 250 million people. But did you know 
that in the first 200 years after the death of Jesus Christ, did you know that the whole world was Christianized? You say to me, Brother Srilo, Christianity must have been a popular religion to spread so fast and overtake the whole world. Must have been unbelievable, the popularity of Christianity. Quite the contrary. Christianity was anything but a popular religion. Every apostle save one died a martyr's death. The Christians were burned alive, boiled in oil, fed to the lions, crucified on crosses, slaughtered by the tens of thousands. But it wasn't long before that unique ingredient that gave birth to the early church took even the empire of Rome and brought the Caesars and the rulers to their knees before the cross of Jesus Christ. <laughs> 2,000 years ago, the church of Jesus Christ was born. It wasn't born through head knowledge. It wasn't born through doctrine. Have you got any idea how many people the church of Jesus Christ has sent to hell? By majoring in the minors? It reminds me of the little woman who met Jesus at the well. And Jesus said to her, give me to drink. And she said, how come? First thing, how come? You being a Presbyterian, ask me, a Pentecostal, for a drink of water. Don't you know the Pentecostals and the Presbyterians don't have any dealings one with the other? You say, Brother Sula, I never read that in my Bible. Go back and read it. She said, how come you, being a Jew, ask me, a Samaritan, for a drink of water? Don't you know that when the Jews see the Samaritans, we walk on the other side of the street? We have no dealing, she said, one with the other. Have you got any idea how many people we've sent to hell because somebody preaches the kingdom message 
or somebody preaches no rapture or somebody preaches you're baptized this way don't dump dunk them sprinkle them don't say these words say these and we're hung up We got more people today with every kind of doctrine that's passing through these last days of Christianity. And that's what was prophesied would happen in the last days. But I tell you, God's raising up an army that are getting their minds set, brother, their spirits set on that which is important. And they're willing to leave Everything that is non-essential to the mainstream. It's time we begin to focus our attention on our real enemy. You know what Jesus said? He said, if you knew who was talking to you. If you only knew who was talking to you. Brother, if we only had the vision of God. That's what God prayed for us today. Up in my bedroom before I came down here, he said, son, I want my people to get my vision and get off of their own vision. Jesus said, if you only knew who was talking to you. Remember, we said, ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. We're not talking about knowing words. 2,000 years ago, the church of Jesus Christ was born. It wasn't born by head knowledge. It wasn't born by words. If you only knew who was talking to you, ye shall know the truth. Not words, but Jesus. If you only knew who I am, not what I'm saying, but who I am. Who I am. If you only had any idea of who was standing here and looking at you. Oh, glory to God. Isn't it strange? 2,000 years ago, they had none of this technology like we have today. Isn't it strange? They had no television. They had no radio. They had no automobiles. They had no airplanes. But they reached the world. Listen, 
Listen, Jesus said to the woman, if you only knew. Could it be? And I tell you, we're going to walk into an arena. We're already in it. of confrontation. with the enemy. Get ready for a shot. Please don't get angry with me. Desperately wrong with our experience. Could it be? Could it be that maybe the preachers who have stood behind the sacred desk have not had enough of an experience. And as a result, we have produced a church by and large. I'm not talking about everybody but by and large that needs a fresh experience. Just put this deep inside your heart. Put it deep inside your spirit. God never used anyone. Now please, don't get angry with me when I make statements of revelation like this, including Jesus Christ. including Jesus Christ. We'll go into that in depth. God never used anybody without first giving them an experience. The reason why the early church without the written word could manifest 
What they did was because of the experience that they had with the living word. He said, if you only knew. <laughs> oh, God, help us. <laughs> if you only knew who was talking to you. You'll know the truth, not words. I am the way, the truth, and the life. He shall know the I am. God never used Moses <coughs> without giving him an experience. He appeared to him. God never used Abraham, Elijah, Daniel. I could stand here and talk to you about these one by one by the hours, showing you how God came to them and first gave them an experience. Before God sent Jesus to have a confrontation with the devil, he gave him, the Son of God, an experience. Jesus needed unique preparation to cast out devils, heal the sick. What makes you think you can stand up here with a lot of spiritual gobbledygook and cast out devils and heal the sick and raise the dead and walk into the devil's territory and keep the enemy on his side of the line if you haven't had an unusual manifestation of God touch your life. Now, I charge you today in the name of Jesus when you leave this school of ministry, know that you are in a spiritual war. And I want you to know something about your enemy. Pastors, listen to Brother Cyril. We are involved in a deadly combat with a merciless enemy who is driven by an all-consuming, burning hatred of God and a hatred of his saints, and a hatred of all that is pure, and a hatred of all that is holy, and a hatred of all that is righteous. And I tell you, in the name of Jesus, no, that's the kind of an enemy you're fighting, and don't give him one inch. He's got only one purpose. Don't let up. 
don't let up. Pastors, listen to Brother Cyril. Somebody said, you can't live on this diet. I tell you, you can't live without this diet. Somebody said, you can't have your people on a spiritual high all the time. I'll tell you, the moment you let them on a spiritual low, the enemy will come in and sideswipe them. Listen to it. You're going to walk out of here and you're going to understand why things you bound have not been bound. Things you loosed have not been loosed. Now, I don't want to get ahead of the message, but I just want to tell you, you're going to walk out of here and have a spiritual breakthrough, a new revelation on that truth so you'll understand what's happening. Somebody say we're not ignorant. Somebody say we're not ignorant. Ephesians 6.12. And I'm reading it to you from a different version than your King James Version. Because it expands on it. It helps you to understand what this warfare is all about. For we are not wrestling, says Paul, with flesh and blood, contending only with physical opponents, but against the despotisms, against the powers, against the master spirits who are the world rulers of the present darkness. Now we're going to deal with only one lie of Satan a little bit later on as we progress in our lesson. But please Put this in your spirit now. 
the devil, this earth is not the kingdom of Satan. Satan does not rule the kingdom of this world. There is only one area where Satan rules and has power and has authority. And that is the darkness. We wrestle against the despotisms, against the powers, against the master spirits who are the world rulers of this present darkness, against the spirit forces of wickedness in the heavenly supernatural sphere. Many years ago, God raised up a man by the name of Charles Finney. How many of you ever heard or read about the ministry of Charles Finney? He was a Presbyterian, an attorney from around the Princeton, New Jersey area. God saved this intellectual. And then God began to use him. I'll never forget when he was offered a scholarship at Princeton Theological Seminary. He said, if I accept that scholarship, he said, I'll be just like those dead theologians. He turned it down. You know where he went instead? He went off into the woods to pray and seek God. Finney said that the travail of the Spirit of God was so strong inside his life. Imagine this Presbyterian, intellectual, high intellectual attorney giving his life to the ministry. He said that the power of God would come upon me so strong, it would throw me on the grass and I would roll in the lead. Now, wait a minute. He said, I had to go away from people. I couldn't have these times of prayer in front of people because I didn't know if people would understand me or not. Amen. But he said, unutterable 
gushings came out of me. He said, I said things that I did not understand. I travailed in the spirit where I did not understand. When he went into a city for a revival, do you know what he used to do? He didn't hire a public relations man. God help us. A powerful spiritual force is about to be released within the body of Christ. But he sent a prayer warrior. And that prayer warrior was under instructions. Lock yourself in a room somewhere in this city for weeks before I come. You fast, you pray, you travail, you go into the spirit world and you get a hold of the principalities and powers and spiritual wickednesses that are holding this city. You know what would happen? When Finney got into those cities, so powerful was the Spirit of God that people working at the mills would all of a sudden, poo, 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 bang, 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 fall out under the power of God while they were weaving. And somebody would run to the foreman and say, what's going on? And then somebody who had been in the little schoolhouse where Finney was preaching would go to the foreman and say, well, you know why this is taking place? Because Finney's here. They say, Finney who? Before Finney would leave a city, in most cases, every bar was closed. Come on, are you listening? I'm not looking for you to get emotional. I want you to get the message. I think it's about time that we stop playing church in Los Angeles. I think it's about time in Denver, in Chicago, in New York, in Washington, D.C., in Philadelphia, in Baltimore, in Atlanta, Georgia. I think it's time we stop playing church. You're going to go out of his place. I want you to close the bars. 
think it's time we close down some of these places. Now I'm not talking, brother, about getting a placard. You won't get me in a march. I'm not talking about walking down the street corners, brother, and holding up some banners against homosexuals. I don't believe in it. You want to do it? Go ahead. Help yourself. I'm not marching against homosexuals. I'm not marching against the pornographers. I'm not marching against the child abusers. I'm not marching against the drug addicts. I'm marching against principalities and powers and spiritual wickednesses. We're going to the root cause. We're going to the root cause. Oh, come on. Come on. Now, I tell you in the name of Jesus today, when you go home, Stop dealing with the surface. Stop dealing with the drug problem. Stop using the natural mind because you're only batting your head up against a stone wall. If you don't believe it, counsel with a mother who has a drug addict. Counsel with a family that has somebody who is bound by the lust of the flesh and the power of the enemy and see if you can deal with them through human reasoning. There is no way the devil will ring you out. You'll come out of that experience, brother, like a wet dish rag. But if you go down to the root cause, It's not up here in the natural where you have the ability. It's not up here in the natural where you have the power. But where you have the power is down here by dealing with that which is causing that person to be the drug addict. By dealing with that which is causing that immorality, that pornography, that homosexuality. You gotta go past the surface. Get it down here. I'm not going to say what I was just going to say. We're declaring war on the devil's war. This is not a figment of our imagination. It's real. Don't you kid yourself, brother. There's not one thing the devil can do to surprise you. I don't think you heard that. There's not one thing he can do to surprise you. Somebody said, oh, I didn't know this was going to happen to me. Then you better walk in the spirit. 
you better walk in the spirit because if you're walking in the spirit, brother, I want you to know you got the best intelligence system. He sits in, brother, when the devil makes his plans, when the devil lays out his strategy, when he maps out his plans. And I've got news for you, brother. There's nothing that comes to you by surprise. Nothing, 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 nothing. Open your spirit and put this deep inside. If we know Satan's plans, we can identify his plans. If we are prepared, we will never have 50% victory. We will never have 75% victory. Do you remember what the Spirit of God said to us the first, second, or third night of this school of ministry? What did he tell us? He said, I'm not interested in you just winning one battle and then losing the next and winning another battle and losing the next two, winning the next three and losing the next four and going like this. He said, I'm only interested in one thing and that is to prepare us to go on out of here and win the war. We're gonna win the war. Well, somebody just go ahead and say, I am going to win the war. Hallelujah, yes, and what an honor it was for me for so many years to see God's warrior, Dr. Srillo, in action. You know, in 1970, he went to what was then called Madras, India, now it's called Chennai, and he went into his room and God showed him, actually his son David, now our president, was there, and God revealed to him a whole plan of the enemy that at the moment of the offering, the Hindu priests were going to attack. And so he preemptively canceled the offering. And then in Haiti, God showed him again that there were priests, that the, the, uh, there were sorcerers that were going to attack the meeting and he outmaneuvered them and also stood his ground in the power of God. And these references to Charles Finney, but the beautiful thing that Dr. Srilo focuses on, because maybe we aren't all going to be a Charles Finney, but every one of us can be the other brother Father Nash that went before Charles Finney and when he would pray and when he would get the victory in the spiritual realm in that time in America, bars would close, theaters would close, the whole spiritual atmosphere would be turned upside down. Now, Brother Srillo, he had to be his own Father Nash. That's why he's traveled, he traveled everywhere. But you ask him, did you ever go to the Taj Mahal? Did you ever go to Versailles? Did you ever go to so many of these things? He didn't go because he'd be in his hotel room pouring himself out and achieving the result beforehand and giving us a whole new significance of Ephesians 6.12 that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Amen, amen, and amen. amen. Thank you, Don, for all those words encouraging. This is, this is amazing. What a teaching. And yes, we need to focus on our real enemy. And our real enemy is a liar. Amen. We Jesus. need to know that Jesus. he is a liar. And, and, and it is time for us to switch gear, yes. not to stay on the defensive, 
but to go on the offensive. But as you said, uh, Greg, I think it was yesterday that we need to be prepared. We cannot be on the battlefield unprepared. And so we have those teaching, we have those time of revelation, but then Dr. Serilo asked us and called us also to go into our prayer room and have time of deep prayer, deep fasting and intercession. This is part of our preparation. Amen, amen, amen. And you know, the Bible says this about prayer. Jesus said that if my word abides in you and you abide in me, then you will ask whatever you will and it shall be done unto you. That is part of our preparation is getting the word of God. When we understand the will of God, you see, faith begins at the point that the will of God is known. We are being brought into an understanding that it's not God's will for the devil to have victory in our life. It's not God's will for the powers of the enemy to influence our life. It is God's will for us to be prepared. It's God's will for us to take the offensive. But you know what? God wants to do something. He wants to put the weapons in your hands. Brother Srilo's taught us so many times that the battle is not between us and the devil, but the battle is between a devil that has already been defeated 2,000 years ago and who has been stripped of his power by our elder brother, by our Lord Jesus Christ. And so now we have power. Jesus said, behold, I give you power over all the power of the enemy. Luke 10, 19, Mark, Don, I can remember so many times standing by Brother Srillo's side and he would have us, and I know each one of us would know and remember this, and he would say, I want you to read Luke 10, 19, and I want to encourage you to take that verse and you read it and let it really sink into your heart. Jesus said, behold, look, I give you power over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means harm you. I want to encourage you as part of your preparation as we go off today, take advantage of the incredible textbook of this declaring war on the Devil's War School of Ministry. You can download it right now by using the link. It's almost 300 pages, I believe it's $5.99, and then the incredible two DVD, four hour, maybe the greatest teaching that Brother Shrilla, that I ever have heard Brother Shrilla bring on waging and winning spiritual warfare. So take advantage of all of these things. I cannot wait for day number three. We are being taken somewhere that we've never been before. I want to encourage you, stay connected. Make sure that you're getting the emails every day. Make sure you're opening them, the study notes of everything that has been released to us through the message is in these emails. If you're not getting them, check your spam folder and make sure that they're not going into spam. Get them out of there and then begin to open them. And if you're not receiving them, I want to encourage you to contact the Dean of the Morris Cirillo School of Ministry, my assistant, Phyllis Freeman. She can be reached on email at pfreeman at mcwe.com or you can just call 
our 24-hour Mar Cirillo Facebook School of Ministry prayer line at 1-800-514-1864. Don and Mark, before we go off today, you know, you shared an incredible testimony yesterday. And I just want to remind the people that this Facebook School of Ministry is not only available in English, but it is it's available in French, it's available in Spanish. Mark, how do you get the French School of Ministry? And maybe somebody's watching and they know somebody that speaks French. It's very easy. You just need to go either on Facebook, YouTube, and even now we have the podcast, Maurice Cerillo Francophonie. Just type it on your Google and you it'll pop up. And you can, each day of the week, you can follow the teaching of Dr. Cerillo in French, you can pass the test, you can receive ebooks, buy ebooks. This is a complete course and it's available for anyone who speaks French. Maurice Cerillo, Francophonie. Yes, and our precious uh, prophet Oscar Venegas of Mexico City, you go to Ministerios en Español de Maurice Cerullo, and many of you are bilingual. Do both. I'm telling you, maybe I shouldn't say that, okay. but do both because you're going to find tremendous uh, riches in the Spanish courses that are being run. We're getting some of those same testimonies and tell your Spanish speaking friends. So Father, we thank you today for the privilege of connecting Lord with this mantle, with this anointing, with this message that we believe is for such a time as this. God, there is somebody that you are picking up that has been knocked down, but they have not been knocked out. And I declare to you, you may have been knocked down, but I declare that you have not been knocked out. And the Lord himself is coming over. He's picking you up. He's using this anointing. He's using this message to resurrect your dreams. He's using this to lift you up. And I declare that your best is yet to come. Father, we thank you for the privilege of this mantle, the favor of this anointing. We receive it and we give you praise for it in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen and amen. Well, we cannot wait to see you. Remember this, you are a part of God's end time plan. God has not planned any defeats for you. We'll see you next time declaring war on the devil's war live from legacy in Jesus' name.